All right, it's time for a little ad break. Ever wonder what a unicorn eats for breakfast? Okay, I don't actually know, but I do know that 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot, and for good reason. HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales, marketing, and support. Plus, they have a huge collection of resources to help startups scale. And with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save big on your first year. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot, go to hubspot.com slash startups. Hey, welcome to My First Million. This is Ben Wilson, here to bring you another best of episode. This time we're going best of the week. And I think we're going to try and do these things going forward. It's just 20 to 30 minute episodes where we pull some of the highlights from the week in case you weren't able to hear absolutely everything. So we'll put these out on Fridays, but let us know what you think, whether you like this new format. You can holler at me, Sam, or Sean on Twitter. Okay, so for our first clip, we're bringing you a conversation about what it takes to be a billionaire. Sam's hypothesis is that just about anyone can grind their way to a few million dollars, but it takes a certain personality to become a billionaire, and he explains what that personality is. We have a buddy who texted me yesterday. He's, you, you, you don't know him as well, but I think we can mention him. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say his name because it's a funny, funny quote. Well, say it, say it, and then say his name, then bleep him. Okay, we'll so bleep it out. So texted me, and he goes... You know, I, he texts me, he's like, you know, I just expanded the vision for, for what I'm doing. He goes, this is eventually going to be b- the next BlackRock, bigger than BlackRock. I think I can be a trillionaire in the next 50 years. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, he says it with a straight face. He's not like joking, which is amazing and delusional and amazing again. Right. That's like those. That's my that's how my brain goes. I'm like, wow. Then I'm like, wow, that's delusional. Then I'm like, well, you know, great. <laughs> you know, good for you. <laughs> that's what gets, is he, that's what gets is you he capable. Is he capable of pulling it off? Yeah. Like I, I said this early on, I met him when he was like 19 or 20. And I said, of all the people I've ever met, if I had to bet my life, which one of these people who today is worth less than, you know, $5 million will be a billionaire. I would have put my life on the line on him. Yeah, he, Cause I was like, he's singularly focused on just that. So it's like, you know, Michael Phelps woke up every day and swam like for fucking three hours and then ate 18,000 calories and then did that for like 12 years straight and didn't take a day off. So it's like, yeah, when you devote your life singularly to a pursuit, whether it's swimming laps in a pool or it's becoming a billionaire, you know, that already cuts you away from 99% of the population that wants to be wealthy, but also wants to be you know, in a good relationship and also wants to be this and also wants to have fun with their friends and go out on the weekends. It's like he cuts out all that. So, you know, I think it gives him the odds into, on top of being a very smart, capable guy, right? Like he's already amongst the like high IQ people. Then within that, he's got an obsession on money that very few people have. Let me, let me play, play devil's advocate or as my other favorite podcast calls it devil's avocado. Let me play, de- let me play devil's avocado here for a second. Who says that? So, Michael Bisping said it at his old, he goes, devil's devil's avocado. (laughs) Yeah. So two things. One, I'm reading this book or I already read it called sport recently called sports gene. And they basically talk about genetics and they're just like, look, like the closer you live to the equator, the longer your limbs are and the shorter your torso is. And that just makes you like 15% better runner. And what that means is like if your legs are longer and your is that just means that if if we all work the same and the best people from who don't have long legs and short torso, right. some of them definitely can compete, edge. but 
but like you have a 15% edge. And when you're talking about gold medals and being the best in the world, that 15% right. is like a world tenths of, of seconds on things, you know, that helps. Yeah. They're like, that. that's just, a, it's like, it's like, it's like a giraffe versus a hippo or, you know, something right. like that. Like that, that just matters. And so one becoming like a billionaire, which is an outlier. Like I actually think that like you can kind of sweat your way to like maybe five or 10 million in a lifetime, but becoming a billionaire and this huge outlier, I think it takes like a particular type of skill. Like you just genetically predisposed to have it in your favor. And I think that matters here. Not saying this kid does or does not have it, but I think that it's more important than just like training for 12 hours a day. I think that just being gifted genetically is more important than hard work to be the best though. You need both second, you, you know, like, I, all, I definitely believe like the whole pull yourself up by your bootstrap thing. But in order to be like, let's just call the threshold a billion. In reality, it's probably like 200 million, 100 million. Like there's so much luck that needs to be involved it, on a macro level. It's like, uh, which country are you born in? But on a micro level, it could be just like, well, like, did you just meet, happen to do, ha, yeah, do a good impression? Roommate in college, you know? Yeah. Or are you able to stay healthy? Did you not fall in love and meet someone? Like, right. you know what I mean? Like there's all these tiny, cool. like, luck things that really matter like jeff bezos like did his mom i think wasn't he adopted yeah he's adopted so like that is like a it's a big decision but it's like a relatively small like decision it's a yes or no decision that changed everything totally or did you decide to go to princeton versus stanford like it's and you know what i mean Bezos would have been successful no matter what but there's a difference between this guy made 10 or 30 million dollars in his lifetime versus became at one point the richest man on earth or the richest man ever to walk the earth or whatever, you know, like there was a, the variance. So to me, success is very, success has success itself. The yes or no has very little to do with luck. The magnitude of success yeah. has a lot to do with luck, but that's why I was saying, you know, I'm, I'm creating a, a funny hypothetical, which is of people who already are not, already in a good position financially, like under 5 million net worth, let's say they're not, they don't have some edge there where they're just going to invest their way to success of those people who haven't already made it. Who would I bet is most likely to make it? Well, I agree with you that if it was the field versus him, I'd take the field, but what am I going to bet on? Like, for example, I think you could say like our buddy, Jack Smith, I think you could say, you know, Jack is a quirky, curious guy who's actually not obsessed with money at all, but just is like really into what he's into. And it's usually off the beaten path. That's going to usually win in a way. And he's super smart also, right? Like they're still in the top 1% IQ or whatever. That's going to have a good outcome. I believe that, but you're kind of betting that this guy's luckier. This his magnitude of uh, success is going to, he's going to have more luck than this guy. And I think you can kind of tell who's going to get luckier, who's not, but it's really hard to place it. Like, who would you bet? If I if I had told you that same situation, I don't know if you have a name, but before somebody had, a bunch of money who in your life did you run into that you're like all right if i had to say who's going to become a billionaire in my life this is who i would pick i mean when i met moise ali he didn't he had sold the company and he probably was worth less than five million dollars and immediately took a few days of meeting him like oh uh you're a shark yes shark is a good word what what made you feel that way he was had a singular focus i mean he was customer focused but singular focus he's like and really high intensity very high intensity, singular focus, focus, uncomfortable high intensity. I'm uncomfortable, uncomfortable when I talk to him. <laughs> yeah. Uncomfortable. And also he like, he was a lawyer from Harvard. So like top, top of the top IQ, of the top. Yeah. And then his brother is uber successful. So I'm like, there's no reason why you should screw this up. And he so when I met him that I thought was hilarious, he has these great one liners. He always said something that was like, um, 
you know, like, I don't know. Some people were put on, you see Usain Bolt and you say that guy was put on earth to run. You see this person, they were put on Michael Phelps. You see his body. He was put on earth to swim. I was put on earth to do one thing, increase earnings per share. He always, he, he, like one time he told me, he goes, you know, my worst, the worst phrase I hate on earth is when I hear it, it, it makes me cringe. And I run the, run the other way, blue chip stocks. He goes, you want to talk about words that I love? What did he call it? Distressed uh, assets. Distressed <laughs> asset. <laughs> That's what he said. He goes, he goes, the two most beautiful words of the English language, distressed assets. <laughs> and he said that. I was like, oh my God. And then I, one time I, one time I heard him. Amazing one-liners. <laughs> one time I heard him. One time we met with this person who has this vitamin company that's doing really well. And he was being really cordial and nice and everything and just saying hi. And then this person walked out the room and he looks at me and he goes, that person's business is one Google search away from me ruining it. <laughs> he's like, that's one Google search away from me copying their company. Because he's like, the formula is nothing. And he, that was like, that was the first line that he said. He, he is really, he, he's a poet. For our next clip, we have our guest, Val Katyev, talking about testing. He says that the thing that sets him apart is his curiosity and ability to test out many new ideas. So he talks a little bit about what that process is like and how he does it. Why do you think that you find this weird stuff? And why don't you hire people? Two different questions. But how on earth do you find this type of stuff? You know, I, I, it's, it's, it's funny. Like, I know, I see how organized you are, right? Like, you make your goals. You lay everything out on paper, right? You're, you're very organized. And you could think about it. You ask people for feedback. Um, I'm totally opposite of that. Um, I just kind of go with where, like, I like to test things, and I'm, I, I guess I'm very curious, um, and uh, and I and I, I could be very very focused, but if I get distracted, I get very easily distracted, right? So it could be like sometimes it's a curse, but sometimes it's a blessing. A lot of times it's a blessing, um, and I come across these interesting things, and my curiosity just takes it further. Um, so when I, when I, so the, the way I actually came across this thing was because I felt that, that there was, it was a point of my life where I was seeing Google was just too dominant part of my business. And I didn't like that, um, because I didn't want to rely on any one thing. So I started looking outside of page search <clears throat> for supply, um, and I came across these music sites, and I actually started testing Rhapsody on them because I had such a good deal with Rhapsody. I was like, let me start marketing outside of search. And it did okay. And I had these, you know, started building these relationships uh, with the music sites, and then 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 I kind of tested a ringtone service, and it just crushed. Like it was not even close. Like it did three times better, and I was like, wow, this thing did three times better than Rhapsody, and that ringtone provider was uh, just covering us just like one or two music labels and like two carriers out of four i think i had four there were four major carriers at the time i was like hold on a second if it's already tr doing three times as well what happens if i start integrating everything globally right so that's how ringtone matcher came about was there when you launch stuff what's your first version like junk like you get the it idea a, it and it's alive in 12 I, hours it was a kitty script i wrote um 
this you know guy was kind of freelancing for me a little bit um i just i, I didn't even want to tell him about the idea he's actually a cto of one of my companies now um he was like 15 16 years old and i didn't want to tell him the idea so i said hey how do you script this how do you script that so i scripted it myself <clears throat> and um and uh, so, yeah, so it was pure junk. It was literally just a bunch of if and then statements on and, and ASP. It was a, we were running Windows um, Windows Server on ASP uh, infrastructure. So I, uh, I had a bunch of redirects that were just doing a bunch of if and then statements and, and, and redirecting people based on certain parameters. When, and when you're doing it, are you like... See, every time I've hung out with you, the reason I like hanging out with you and Joe, I consider Joe one of my best friends. And so I have like his attitude. You and Joe have the same attitude, which is like. He's a little more laid back than me and you, I think. He is. He is. I've never seen him lose his temper. He is very (laughs) calm. And I'm like, hey, this didn't work out for this reason. He goes, oh, that's okay. Like he's super calm. But you have that too. I think think that like. I think that what you have this like. I don't know if it, the right word is like chutzpah, if the right word is like, I don't know what the word is, but it's almost like things I've heard. We're going to get to the rest of the stories because, because there's like this jewelry business that you started, which is like, seems like even bigger than all the other things that you've done potentially. And you like do these things where I'm like, but like Val, you don't know anything about that. And like, you don't even have any employees. Like you don't know anything. And, but you just are like, yeah, but I, you know, whatever. I'll just we'll just go a little bit further, and then we'll see what happens. And then if it <laughs> if it sucks, I'll bail. You know what I mean? Like you have this like, oh shucks attitude. Like oh, you know, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's very interesting. Whereas like if I was doing what you were doing, and I started seeing those results, I'm like, is this illegal? Am I breaking the law? Am I gonna go to jail? What is going on? Like it would, oh, it's almost like I would have most people would have self destructive tendencies when they see this like going so well. Yeah, that, look, I see that all the time. Uh, I feel like people tend to overthink things and spend a lot of time like analysis paralysis. Um, and the reason I think a lot of people are successful, like especially somebody like me, is while somebody's thinking about making perfecting one thing, which by the way will still have a you know sixty percent failure. Right, and that one thing that you just overthought. I'd rather test ten things by uh, within that same time period, and I will likely have I have a better um, accuracy, or I'll have a better um, chance of hitting it out of the ballpark with one of those ten things, or maybe more than one of those things. All right, everyone, a quick break because I want to fill you in on a little experiment that I'm doing. I've got a new project. It's called MoneyWise. It's a personal finance podcast for high net worth people or young people who are on their way to becoming high net worth. When I made a little bit of money, I didn't even know how much money I should be spending each month. Should it be 10000 30000 50000 And I didn't really have a lot of people to ask. So I created a podcast called MoneyWise because I wanted to figure out what are some of the things that people who have a lot of cash and who have a high net worth, what do they do with it? The first episode is with a friend of mine. He sold his company for $200 million when he was 31 years old. He gets super transparent about his monthly expenses, his portfolio, how it impacts his happiness, everything. And so I want you guys to check it out. It's called Money Wise. That's one word. You can find it on my Twitter bio. I'm the Sam Parr. Or you can just type in Money Wise on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. All right, back to the pod. 
Hey, let's take a quick break to tell you about the HubSpot Podcast Network. If you like podcasts like this, you should check out some other cool podcasts. One is called Business Made Simple. It's hosted by Donald Miller, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. And what he does is he makes it easy to take the mystery out of growing your business. There's an episode that you should check out called What You Should Put in a Job Description to Get the Perfect Hire. And in this episode, Donald Miller looks at the whole hiring process and how important it is to emphasize both the, the positive attributes and the drawbacks to future candidates. And you'll learn why being self-aware as a leader will help you avoid hiring disasters. So check it out. Go listen to Business Made Simple wherever you get your podcasts. All right, our next clip is just a short clip about The Rock and his booming tequila business. It's a classic skewering from Sean. I love it when he gets on a roll making fun of something. And that's what we get here. Did you see this this funny thing that happened? This kind of a tangent. Did you see this? So Austin Reef tweeted out the guy, that guy from Morning Brew. He tweeted out, you know, hey, you know, The Rock is going to become a billionaire off of his tequila. Did you see this tweet? Yeah, and then The Rock replied. So, so I'll explain it. Yeah, so he goes, The Rock's going to become a billionaire from from this tequila. And he goes, you know, Ryan, oh, who is it? Oh, no, George Clooney. George Clooney's Casamigos was sold for 1.2 billion and was doing like 170,000 cases. The Rock is already doing like, uh, whatever, I don't know, it was like three and a half times that. So, uh, you know, The Rock's doing whatever, no public math, X, X more cases, he's going to become a billionaire off this business. And The Rock replies, which is kind of amazing because The Rock is one of the most famous people on social media period like in the world so pull pull ben pull that tweet up by the way this ben screen sharing thing in the words of sam parr can you say game changer (laughs) 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 so make that a little bigger and we we need a name you know like powerful young jamie we need uh you know like powerful mormon ben we need like some (laughs) some killer nickname for you so he so dwayne johnson replies and says the following Cheers, Austin. Emoji of a tequila glass. I don't know about that first line, LOL, but I can speak to part to the parts to I can speak to the the parts of this tweet. Blushing smiley face. <laughs> like the rock is flirting with him. And then he goes, our projections to one million cases is pretty mind boggling and expedient. <laughs> Which I just like when he said expedient, I thought it was so funny. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he, he writes that like a weirdo. Came out of left field. And he goes, big, exciting, big, comma, exciting Terramana announcement coming next week. Stay tuned, man. Picture emoji of the earth and then emoji of a fist pound, which I don't, is that the symbol of Terramana? I don't know. That's uh, a weird, but that's yeah, a weird so, reply, but that's cool. So funny to me. Like I lost it. Our last clip features yours truly. I was presented with a unique consulting opportunity and suffering from a little imposter syndrome and Sam and Sean talked me through it. Sean, do you get asked to consult and like do this type of stuff? I get asked. I'd never consult anymore, but uh, I basically run a simple filter, which is, would I do this for free? That doesn't mean I'm going to do it for free. It's would I do this for free? So for Ben, in Ben's case, Ben's like, oh, this sounds like a super interesting guy. And he did do it for free. I'm going to learn as much from this guy as he's going to learn from me, if not more. So, you know, I'm happy to to do my do this with my time. So that that's one thing. And then the second part is, dude, you get paid crazy money for doing this type of shit. Like, uh, Sam, you do these GLG calls. Have you done any of these? I, I, I used to. I think I was getting paid $1,000 an hour. Yeah, exactly. I set my rate at the max that they let, yeah, me let too. you do, which is now 2000 2000 That's what it was. And, um, and dude, I'll get paid 2000 bucks to just do like a 40-minute call with some rent. Like, first of all, it's kind of funny because they're like, it is this like weird underground dominatrix shit where it's like, I'm a hedge fund manager. I can't tell you the fund. I can't tell you what I'm looking at. I can't tell you my name. 
but I, like it's like a one it's a one-way transaction it's like i'm the masseuse and they're laying face down i can't see who they are <laughs> and um and then they're like okay say the word metaverse and i'm like, and then they're like All right, tell me tell me who's gonna who, who's which stock's gonna go up because of the metaverse i'm like dude i don't fucking know and they're like what and I'm like, yeah, but I can tell you, you know, here's some things I, I well, think well, about. Whenever I do those things, I talk really slow. Yeah, because you, you just need sure the clear. hour to pass. <laughs> yeah, you, you, I always talk really slow. And I'll be like, wait, hang on. Let me get my headphones. Yeah. <laughs> the, the better way, I, the, the, I can't talk slow. It's like I'm too nervous. Like like I said with Ben, you feel a tremendous amount of pressure. It doesn't really matter how much money you have. When somebody's paying you something, I would never pay someone two grand for a phone call, even though I'm sure there's an economic case where it makes sense. It's just a big number to me to just pay for somebody to talk to me. Uh, I'm so I'm so I'm so not used to it that when I'm on the other side, I'm getting paid. I'm like, I need to deliver this guy like some insane insight that they've. And I put this weird pressure that just is un, unachievable. But I'll be like, I'll say my point, And I really only have one point. And I'll be like, another way of thinking about it is <laughs> and I'll repackage the same idea with like some metaphor or some analogy just to fill airspace. Because like, like in reality, it's one idea that that's worth it for them or not. And I don't have like 10 amazing ideas. I have one around one topic, you know, I don't have but there, the, 10. There's a, there's, that's why Ben's shtick is amazing because Sean, well, you can only consult on your life experience and you like, you can't live that interesting of a life all the time. And whereas Ben can just steal, he can just read a book a week and he's going to have like, you know, 52 new ideas a year. The thing that this guy was trying to sell me on was that I should come up and speak to his bank. Um, and he's like, you could get paid like easy, yeah, like 50 grand a pop to come up and give sure. these speeches. Thing. And I do, I do 10 grand for a zoom at home to give a speech to somebody now. Um, and, how many of those and, do you do? And now I'm like, why am I not doubling my price? Like, uh, if they're not saying paid. no to this, I need to basically the, the pricing strategy is if, unless half the people are saying, no, you're priced way too low. And so right now everybody's saying, yes, why not price double that? I, I did one recently. It was 25,000, but it was in person. Yeah. How many yeah, of those zooms a month? How many Zooms a month do you do? More than one not, a month? Not even one a month. One every two months probably is the, the current. It's pretty sick to me though. Yeah, I mean, it's great. It's just, I mean, it's a gr it's great money because uh, there's this other thing, Ben. I don't know what, this, what the history or psychology will tell us about this, but uh, there's extra joy in making money when you can assign what that money gets to go to versus just generally making money and it's going to go into a general pot of a bank account. Versus like, oh, 10 grand. Or if I'm like, oh, I do these two speeches this week, this month, I'll go buy that car or I'll go get my wife this gift. And she's like, wow, that's great. That Hey, this this work you did was awesome. And uh, I don't know what the name for that metaphor is, but I abuse the shit out of that. Consumerism. <laughs> Just consumerism. Um, so. You guys can tell me if there's ever a moment like the reason I'm not doing any of this stuff is I just feel fraudulent, like going up there and that's normal. But, but yeah, maybe I just need to get over it. I don't know. 100% you need to get over it. Uh, like the yeah. way you should think about things is most of your life, you're basically underpaid. Um, you're, you're underpaid and underappreciated. And, um, you know, the universe has this way of evening itself out where like, um, you know, Sam will make more money off of like some random investment he thought about for five minutes. Uh, than he would have, you know, grinding some business that he, his apartment roommate finder business he did for two years or three years. And so like, you know, the inputs don't always match the outputs in life. And once you sort of acknowledge that you accept that, that's like the first thing you have to acknowledge, which is like the level of difficulty for me is not 
what dictates the value for somebody else. So that's number yeah, the, one. The, the, the effort is not in proportion to the output. It's ir irrelevant. All that matters is the output. The fact that you know input is a liability for you. Uh, it is a weird psychological liability. You would be better off not knowing how hard it was to say that one thing to that guy at that moment. Um, the second thing is that the, you know, Mr. Market will decide what it's worth. And like, you might be, you might get lucky once you might get lucky twice, but if people consistently pay you for something, it's because that's what it's worth to them. If not, it's worth, if not being worth more, right They're, They need, they need a positive ROI on that, on that interaction. And so just let the market decide and the market over time will balance itself out. Maybe, maybe one, one off. Yeah. That was just a fluke, but if it happens consistently enough and you should just expect it to happen consistently, then it works. I, I, I think you should lean into this hardcore because how much money are you making on ads for your pot? Let's say, say the numbers. Can you say the number? Do you want to do it or no? Um, yeah, I can say I have one sponsor right now. It's Cold uh, Plunge. Cold Plunge. Shout out. Cold, Cold Plunge. Go to Which the Cold I use Plunge. Too. Really, use Sam, is, Sam the is the one carrying that sponsorship. That's use right. code Ben Wilson. <laughs> for, I don't remember how much off. $150 off, something like that. Um, and so I, I will say I'm making a four... Four digits per month, low four digits. Okay, so one to 5,000 a month. Um, By the way, also the hack, when somebody says how many digits, just take the bottom three numbers of that range. So if I say I make seven figures, I'm saying one to three million. <laughs> if Sam says <laughs> we sold for eight figures, it's 10 to 30 million. If somebody's saying, right, like nobody, well, if you're over half, you're, you, you usually say it differently. Once, you're, once you cross the, uh, if you cross over 50 million, you would say, over 50 million, not eight figures. <laughs> or like the figures can include the uh, dot zero zero. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's, that, that's a figure. <laughs> Nine figure exit, bro. <laughs> um, so I think you should go and, and do this, Ben. I think that you should include, I think you should go hard on this. I, so you have a, a hundred thousand listeners a month. You're making single digit thousands of dollars. You, you would make like six figures a year for you, sure doing You should this. do your own ad read, which basically says, yes. look, you listen to this. And I, you know, people who listen to this tell me they got a bunch of inspiration. They got, uh, you know, some strategies. They got, um, they you know, they filled in the gaps of something they didn't know about history. And they can see, you know, their place in the world today through that, like, whatever, blah, 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 some bullshit. And you basically say, uh, you know, I used to run ads for, you know, cold plunges, by the way, use code Ben Wilson at checkout if you, <laughs> if you want. Uh, but, you know, actually what ended up happening and you just basically say this is what this is what ended up happening. Companies started hiring me to come in and talk to them about lessons from the greatest, you know, the greatest blah, blah, blah in history. And um, it's motivational for the executive team. It's a great addition to any offsite, blah, blah, blah. And so that actually ends up making me more money than the ads. So if that, if you're interested in that, you should contact me, blah, blah, blah. I bet if you do that, you'll get one of these a month and it will quadruple your current ad, um, you know, ad, ad revenue for the month. Dude, you got to do this, man. You got to do this. All right. That does it. Again, if you want to let us know what you thought of the format, holler at us on Twitter and that's it. Thanks for listening.